full disclosure, Ood and I might have had a libation or two on the bus. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> um, I hope you don't hate me for bringing this up. I don't know. Ask Jay. Jay, where are we at in the story? Uh. <laughs> uh. Sorry, honey. Like we all we all hustle hard. Everybody's in their hustles. I bet a bunch of y'all lost lost money thinking Judgment Day was gonna win tonight, though. Let's go. You feel me? You feel me? Come on, appreciate him though, man. But man, come... <clears throat> my man, that's my man. Um, I, I, I'm uh, the question. We veered away from it. What was the question? You feel me? You feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? Do do. Be your 20 year old self. Yeah, for the judgment day. But not for the bloodline. And for the bloodline, it can only be authorized by one human being. And that human being is my tribal chief. Oh. Acknowledge me. Go fuck yourself. Boys, who is ready for the Top of Wrestling Podcast? I'm the professor, Mark Fantasia, welcoming you back for another, you know, random episode, how everything goes here, no matter how how hard we try to be in sync, we're already off and running on our 44th take, just call us AEW. Thanks for listening, subscribing, liking, and sharing on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and The X. Not DX. In the words of Christian Cage, we're here to outwork everyone. Gotcha. Not really going with the go fuck yourself. Uh, hey, glad you guys are here. And we're going to be talking about news. We got bring it to the table. We had a pay-per-view as we do pretty much every week now. Uh, we have the Monday Night Wars and a movie of the week that I'm so glad we both decided to go back and revisit this. And we're going to be later on today. But first... Let's get into some news, but I can't do that unless I have ODM. Big guns, number one. So nice. uh, <laughs> I want to open the show by giving a shout out to the dude I met Friday at my buddy Scott's house. Um, went over there to watch the Sabres game, had a few pops, and next thing you know, this guy just starts talking wrestling to me. And he's like, I think I've listened to your podcast. Then he pitched me an idea for CM Punk's return to WWE. So good that I had to call you. You said, give me five minutes. 
Gave you five minutes. We had a conversation. I don't remember it. You don't remember it. I don't even remember the dude's name, but it was a good time. So if you do listen to this show, shout out to you, bro. I'll be talking to you soon. Best part is he lives like half a mile away from me. So I think it was something about with Punk's return, FTR. I want to say you guys may have brought up that he said FTR is involved. That's right. Yeah, I think that's Um, what it was. But I, and I go, well, Dax actually just earlier today, trademark cum farter. Yeah. God damn it. Which is funny because it could be comforter. You know, it could be both. (laughs) That's what they call a Freudian slip. Yeah, well, they are. Well, we're definitely gonna be talking about that. But about uh, that is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about. Do you wear? Of is that why you wear? Squad. Is that why you wear that bracelet that says "Delete my browser history"? <laughs> <laughs> I have it on automatic. Okay. Incognito. But mode. don't worry, if you use incognito, no one really knows what you're <laughs> I doing. know, right? <laughs> Your government's just like, <laughs> uh, he's trying to jerk off on this one. <laughs> All right. Um, Again. Wait, speaking of, great thing that just randomly came up. I saw a video the other day of kids in high school Gross. getting a major pop from someone on the drums somehow playing the Pornhub intro. And I'm talking like an entire school erupting. Like the boom. I didn't know Pornhub had a musical Apparently intro. Apparently, it's their own, it, and it's hysterical. Every time kids just play this two-second thing, whole fucking school pops. It's hysterical. I didn't realize it was a thing. Anyway. Uh, I, no, see, we're, we're going to go on a tangent, because that's the nice thing about this show, is we can just <laughs> fucking run with shit, and the fucking news we have to talk about is just frustrating anyway, so. Fair. I... The first smartphone I had was an iPhone 3. I think my brother had the original iPhone. When I saw what he had, I was like, dude, uh, I know it's a lot, but I want to get that phone. <clears throat> so I was working with a guy I was tight with. He was a cool dude. He's a cool dude. He's still alive. He's not dead. And uh, I was the only one. There's a team of three of us in, in the office, maybe four of us, and I was the only one that had a smartphone. And he just he would always bust my body. He's like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Then I showed him you could pull up porn on it. <laughs> I shit. You not the very next, next day. day he walks in. He's like, got me a phone. <laughs> Why is it sticky? Yeah, I did not grab the phone. <laughs> Can you help me with the settings? Nope. They're fine. You're on your own. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, so, yeah, that was a funny random Friday night thing. And I, I had texted, man, we should have recorded that. And it's funny because when I went to the show the next day, I saw that that part, and I go, well, we really should have because I don't remember it either. Like, it's, I was really having a great time yeah. playing uh, Far Cry on my PS4 oh, wow. and enjoying a little bit of bourbon, just, you know, kind of getting into a new game. Sounds like a fun And night. that's why I was like, oh, you got to give me five minutes, man. I'm like, I'm in a <laughs> spot I can't save. <laughs> Good, uh, but that was a good Friday night, and you know, there's a lot to discuss wrestling wise that happened Friday, but also bad stuff on Wednesday. You're right, it's funny when you look at the docket of, of our news today, I'm like, it's just a slew of shit. Uh, first, we did fail to mention something last week. Last week, when we did get to play the Bill Shout song, which we're not fucking doing today, uh, 
Jesus Christ. Abysmal was the best word I've ever that I could have ever thought of. You wrote that. You're like, abysmal. Just fucking abysmal. I'm like, yep, dead on. Yeah. Uh, even when we almost could have come back, you cocksuckers. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We have no defense, by the way. We need to start picking some people up. We need, <laughs> we're losing our Yeah, but look what happened. Look, even after Milano went out, look how the defense played. Epinesa like filled his shoes almost immediately. Defense not the problem. Oh God, Offense got to figure their shit. I out. liked him. He had he had a game. Uh, so but Owen. one thing we didn't mention last week, but what you saw in our logo was Stefan Diggs doing his own little Stone Cold Steve Austin impression at uh, the Bills game against the Dolphins, where he smashes two beers together, and Diggs later on down the couple days later. Uh, pretty much, I think it was the day that I, I that I read it was I think the day that they just got to London, which I would have left Monday. By the way, get acclimated early, but what? Who am I? Anyway, I find thirteen thousand six hundred and fifty nine dollars. What an odd number! It really is. I really wish it was thirteen thousand three one six. Like just three sixteen was in there that somehow. Would be cool. that would Maybe have he'll just give him three dollars and sixteen cents extra. Uh, it's, it was fantastic. And you said Steve Austin should pay the fine. Uh, it's, that was, that was great. Good for him. Now I do want to touch base on something. One other thing I failed to do last week. Remember I was like, you know what? Let let me tell you what my ratings are before Meltzer. I just do that shit, man. And I didn't realize it until Chicken I think like the end of the fucking nuggets. wars. Dude, for real. Uh, no need to deal with the pre-show match. All right, matches. Uh, we'll just get on the main card here. So, Dave Meltzer, and his has come out now. Dave Meltzer rated the opening match, MJF versus The Righteous, two and three quarters. I think that was absolutely perfect. I will, I'm going to give that to him, okay? I was kind of bouncing between two, uh, two and a half, two, three quarters, just anyway. All right. Kingston defeating Shibata. He went with three and three quarters. I actually personally, again, that's what I had written in my book while uh, watching this. Mark. I actually have a book. Sorry. Uh, Chris Statlander defeated Julia Hart, and he gave that three stars. Believe it or not, I would have, I kind of gave it more in the two area, but because the crowd didn't give a fuck, they were just lackluster. And Julia Hart carried the match. It was awesome, but not enough that was, I think. Did Julia Hart actually carry the match, or you just think she'd put in a good showing for somebody who doesn't wrestle a lot? That's what I meant. I'm sorry. She, okay. she had a great, it was a great match on her part. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Get your um, shit together. You know, I have so much wrong with me. This one's hysterical. I gave this one three stars. Bucks winning the four-way, he uh. gave it three and three quarters. Wow. Like, wow he had to give he had to give him a little bit extra uh Still. but or at least a little bit of something i know i'm surprised he didn't put it at a four swerve and hangman he gave four and three quarters wow i gave a four yeah based on what you i were mean it was me, a good match yeah based on what yeah, you told good, me that sounds about right yeah it was everything i thought it would be but you can't like Again, it's like you can't have more than one main event, right? Well, 
you can't have more than one five star match on a pay per view. You know, in my eyes, very unlikely. You, but even if you do, I'm saying you still have to say what's match of the night, and that's the one you're going to hand it to. Uh, Starks and Yuda, he gave three and a half. I gave three. Danielson and Zack Saber, he gave five and a half. I gave five because there's no such fucking thing on a five star ranking system as sixes and sevens and eights like he does. This one is, oh my God. Have you read these already or am I, this is the first time you're hearing these? Nope. It's funny because you mentioned it on last week's podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to look them up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is a good one. Kanosuke Tateska, Will Ospreay, and Sammy Guevara versus Jericho, Omega, and Ibushi with the heels going over. Four and three quarters. Nearly a five-star match for a six-man tag. That has Chris Jericho in it, and I'm not trying to say anything that's just too blunt and obvious, but he's not the rest of them. And Clunky Ibushi was in there as well. Dude, did you happen to see, I think it it was on either Collision or they showed it on Rampage or whatever, uh, Omega, or I'm sorry, not Omega, uh, Takeska and Callus going to Ibushi's gym, going in the ring and beating him up. Did you see that? Didn't they do that Even with in a, Nick Wayne? They did, yeah. Now they, they did this one again. This is a fucking pre-tape. There was no li- uh, live audience there. Even in that, Ibushi fell trying to do something. <laughs> like, trying to, like, kick him. Well, Omega's so, probably only got so much memory left on his phone, so he can only record so much. Well, and that's really funny you say that, because I'm sure you saw the picture of the, the Callus interview and... Your cameraman is Kenny Omega? <laughs> On an iPhone. <laughs> On an iPhone. Hey, man, it looked good. <laughs> oh, shit. He gave four and a half stars to FTR and Aussie Open. I gave it four. I think their first match was better. This one, especially towards the end when I think Davis is the one who broke his wrist. It, it kind of got a little slow and I don't want to keep using the word clunky, just kind of scrambled up at the end. It didn't look like right. it was your solid FTR finishings. And he went two for two on the, on the last two matches here. He gave four and a half stars to Christian and Darby like three and three quarters. It was, it was cool, but it's a Darby match. Yeah. And I'm not, all I'm trying to say is, it's just, we know it's going to be a lot of crazy stunts and things like that, and he gets hurt, but it's like if Moxley was in any one of these, and because he bled, that was okay to, uh, you know, give it five stars. It's, I don't know. To me, he just, his rating system sucks. Mm-hmm. We've said that enough here. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe that we have something like this in our news. CM Punk. <laughs> Speaking of Uncle Dave, his uh, observer has said that it's like stronger than ever with Punk uh, going to be signing with WWE, but that there's fences to mend. Probably one has got to be fucking Triple H, you know what I mean? Like, because go back to the the podcast with Cole Cabana when he's like, I don't need to wrestle you, you need to wrestle me. And I was like, oh, such a good line. <laughs> 
it's got to be Chicago. We've talked about it. It's funny because Eric Bischoff was like, you're in Chicago. You're going to have a great pop or, or whatever it is. He goes, it's not going to do anything of a difference. I'm like, yo, he really, really, really hates punk. He does. But here's the thing. How's it not going to make a difference? They just got bought up by a new company. You want to make a fucking splash? Somebody that's had a couple MMA fights? Well, granted, he wasn't very successful at it, but he fucking did it. It's a lot more you can say for a lot of other fucking people. Remember his ear was like basically hanging off his head. He looked mm-hmm. like Pack in one of his ears. <laughs> yep. But again, dude, and Cornette said the same thing. Cody versus CM Punk. Bro. Come on. Yeah, I know. You called it too. It's funny because, you know, you listen to part of that press conference. One of the things that Cody mentions, he's like, I, I'm not flinching. I got to finish my story. Does Punk come in and interrupt his story? Who's to say it couldn't be part of the story? I still am so pissed to this date that they decide to do once in a lifetime Cena rock. And then the next year they run it back to do it again. Mm -hmm. And after Punk just had 434 days, you couldn't just put him in the goddamn title match. I don't even care if he wins. Just it was deserved at that point. He should have been in that match. Yep. I digress. Uh, you know what, though? <clears throat> WWE, the one thing we always talk about, they are great with their production. They Say, it all, the time. Say it all the time. Say it all the time. Their sound is phenomenal. To a fault. For the past couple of weeks, AEW has had a lot of sound issues where they've gone quiet. Um, you couldn't... It, just tons of them. And it's funny because the first one we saw was the, okay, guys, take 44. Go ahead. And this past week, they were showing the, oh, God, the kingdom at Roddy's house, and he's got a new buddy, and it's Adam Cole. And he is using one of those walking wheelchairs that you use where you put your scooter. knee on it if you have a broke foot. Yeah, scooter. scooter. Thank yeah. you. Um, And it's like stupid shit of them chasing each other around, but uh, you couldn't hear it. And so, what do they do? All of a sudden, uh, what's the dick in the mask? Caliber, Excalibur, goes... Ladies and gentlemen, earlier we know that we had issues on the audio, so we are going to replay that entire video for you now. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is horrible. This is just, it's not important. It had it was, an, it was, a, it was a skit, fine. Put it on online or use it next week. Whatever you want to do. And I'm going to assume Tony probably got on the phone with Warner Brothers because they're saying it was TBS's fault. Mm. And because of this, Dynamite went over. I actually turned on uh, the app to watch it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm way too late. I'm going to only catch the last minute here. And then Copeland's still talking and talking. I go, maybe the feed is behind. I didn't know they had all those issues at first. And I was like, oh, they really did run over. I'm like, this is like a raw back in the day when they used to go like 15 minutes over. A lot of issues. It was just, they're... Man, it's showing on all cylinders for that man. I mean, you got internal staff fighting. You got uh, 
audio issues. You got visual issues. You have timing issues. You got issues. You got a lot of issues. Well, it sounds like Tony's passing the Adderall around. <laughs> well, production it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because the uh, press conference or the media scrum that they did after Wrestle Dream, he goes, and Edge is going to have his first match against Luchasaurus. And he goes, and it's going to be my birthday. And he goes, and it's Title Tuesday. Okay. Title Tuesday. Do you know what the matches are for Tuesday's match? Because it was, that's now, uh, honest, it's last night's show. Mm-hmm. But Ray Phoenix and John Moxley again for the international championship. <clears throat> and Phoenix so is hurt. Someone will die. Yeah. And then you also have. Uh, Soraya defending against, I don't know, someone of non-substance. Like, I'm talking like, not even Willow. I'm talking like Sky Blue or Diamante. Something like, like someone that we know is not going to win this thing. Right. And WWE is like, all right, and, and on that, we'll see your show with Title Tuesday. And they had, have had Cena, uh, who else was there? Asuka was there. Supposedly, Taker may be there because they had the gong at the very end of it, and Cody even mentions it in the press conference. He goes, "Kind of strange music at the end of that uh, that promo." And Cody, and why I bring that up, um, because we're talking about the punk thing earlier too. Cody is set, or was set, <laughs> to make an announcement, a huge announcement. The good news is that when WWE say they have a huge announcement, it's actually pretty decently good. It's not a, the new announcement is, I am, we're going to call this tag team between me and Jay this. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to be a Tony Khan letdown. I think it'll be something big. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe building towards Survivor Series for some war games. Would make sense. Would make sense. It's going to be Cody, Jay, Sammy, Owens versus... Judgment Day. And they'll put Bloodline. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Or it could be. Yeah. It could be a three-way. It's not even until a little bit later that we'll get to it, but Rhea is, holy shit, she is one of the best things in wrestling completely. Um, But just a quick little side note here. Uh, Last night, or this morning of this recording, was destruction in Ryugu, or however you say it. And Raju or Regio or anyway, a couple of things happen. Tamatanga won back the never open weight challenge or never open weight uh, championship, and Hikaleo and El Fantasmo won the strong open uh, open weight tag team championships. Hmm. I can guarantee you are not going to go searching for this. I promise you. But if you have any female, if we have any female listeners out there, check it out if you want. So I have, I happen to follow a lot of, or I'm in a lot of forums for just wrestling all over the place for us to do this, uh, the show. And I have a bunch that are about Japan, New Japan, Classic Japan, uh, Noah, all that stuff. And a picture has already surfaced of. El Fantasmo and Hikileo, kind of up close, and Tamatanga in the back, 
in the shower. Everybody's fucking balls naked, but they all have their championships right over their genital region area. And everybody's like, God damn it. We know you won the belts, but my God, like it's, I was like, why? And they go, the bad boys won the titles. I was like, I didn't need to see this. So like I said, you're probably not going to go, but if you have a female fan, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what else you probably take my word for? There's a possible fight between MMA or an MMA fight between uh, Matt Riddle and Jake Paul. I bet you that's something you wouldn't watch, bro. <laughs> quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. It's a win-win situation. You just want to see one of them just get hurt, <laughs> exactly, or both. Oh, wouldn't it be great? They just do that very classic, almost movie type style. They just double punch at the same time, and they both just boom fall down. Mm-hmm. I'd love it. Oh, that'd be fun. You know, with all the uh, Kevin James memes that are out there, which, where the fuck did that even start from? Yeah, I know, you're doing the pose Ke- right now. Kevin I, James I did it himself. He used the picture to promote his new tour. Oh, okay. And, I mean, I had one on deck for a logo choice. It was Josh Allen on his yeah. head. Being, you know, we'll It's a whole bunch one. of them. Uh, but one thing I found out this past week I thought was really cool. Did you know he not only went to high school with a certain WWE Hall of Famer, but he was on the wrestling team with him? Mm-hmm. You know who it was? Mick Foley. Yeah. That's so cool. I never knew that. And yeah. uh, you see the picture of them right there together. I was like, that's awesome. Doug from King of Queens, the UPS driver, or, or they don't call it UPS, but anyway. Yeah. That just thought it was a little cool nugget of information. Absolutely. Uh Another little nugget that I thought was just fun. Did you see Soraya's tweet? So I saw you put this in the notes, and I went to Twitter, or the X, and uh, Mm -hmm. I started looking through her her, uh, page, and I mean, I saw a couple, basically most of her tweets. So, like, you know, at at the top of her X profile, it says, uh, rent-free in neckbeards heads. (laughs) Which is fucking great. I love her. Fucking great. And every tweet was pretty much her just calling out marks that are talking shit. Most of the time, well, just in the best one. Yeah. The, in the best one. And I go, oh, my God, she's right. Nobody hates wrestling more than the IWC. Yep. And I was like, I oh, it. my God. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's the most, like, touchéest thing I could ever see. Good job. Mm-hmm. I, I like her for that. It's better than anything she's, she's done right. in the ring lately. Rent free and... and in a neckbeard's neck head. That's just, yeah. oh, God. Classic. Good for yeah. her. I see you have a couple of things in here. Have at it. <laughs> well, uh, I have an update on Adam Glass Cole's uh, ankle injury. Uh, it's funny. When I read that earlier, I was like, Glass Cole. Well, Glasgow, Scotland. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. Yeah. Uh, I got it. He, <laughs> uh, We talked about it last week. Broke his ankle in three places, according to Adam Cole. It's going to require two surgeries, eight screws, and a metal plate. <laughs> Motherfuckers are about to be Kerry Von Eric and WWF. Oh, my God. <laughs> and hopefully he'll finish the job the right way. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like Cole. Maybe it's because he has no meat on his bones. Everything's just could be also could have been the fucking 10 foot jump he took doctor said it was a freak accident i don't think it was much of a freak accident you're made out of glass (laughs) 
It's not a freak. You took the jump. A freak accident would be you were just walking down that ramp, and all of a sudden <laughs> you had the Shane McMahon sounding thing. <laughs> Hit the bumper. <laughs> yeah, so he's not going to be back for probably a year, I'd say. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, I'm going to. I wonder f- if he'll keep doing these vignettes and, and videos and, and just being around. Be- I kind of like it because. Question is sometimes you 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 end up gaining more fans with just being the acting portion or being yourself. Um, that's why everybody fucking loved Zack Ryder because of the things that he did, you know. So maybe this could be something to do. Yeah, stick him at commentary. Well, he ain't got kids, and his wife's working there, so you might as well hang out with your wife. Bring your husband to work day. Right, dude. She's a professional wrestler for AEW, which means she's making tons of, tons of money. One of the top female stars in the company. And she's a fucking dentist. I'm guessing she's making more than Adam Cole. That's just a guess, though. What do I know? Hmm. Um, I'm going to switch these last two around here real quick. Um, I saw a thing uh, from uh, another podcast, uh, <clears throat> one that I had ran into at a, told you I ran into one at a Red Wings game. We were waiting mm-hmm. in line to see Mick Foley. Um, and uh, reported that Brian Pillman uh, might be getting the WWE name treatment. WWE filed for a new name. Lexus King. Which apparently he used on uh, the indies at some point. He something used, to the effect he, of. Yeah, he used Alex King. So uh, it's a tribute to his sisters, Alexis Reed and Skylar King. I hate the name Skylar. You do? Yeah. Did Breaking Bad do that to you? Yep. Dirty bitch. I think I've told you the story before, but I absolutely hate Penelope Cruz because she fucking has to tell the cop that George Young has all the blow in the trunk. Why? Why'd you do that? Why'd you have to fuck with him while he was driving? Mm-hmm. Bothers me. So every time I see her, I'm like, you're the reason he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I feel you. <laughs> uh, so the name change. Okay. I... I'm fine with it, but also then why have all of your video packages have, st- why did it have to be the Bengals uh, WCW? And now you and I, I, we ended up realizing it later after we talked about it last week, the new video package, if you looked at every, or the second part of that package, if you look, it's everybody who has had family previously in the business you got natalia charlotte usos cody so just you know legacies orton you have even even randy orton so we're gonna call him lexus king right what are you gonna do it's the son of brian pillman lexus king that's what i'm saying yeah i i don't i i really really hope it's not true and i furthermore hope that it wasn't brian pillman jr's idea uh yeah well it's kind of like the time that uh, Kenta became Hideo Itami, and on NXT they he, they show the name Kenta, <laughs> it. and then it just goes, whoosh, just swipes over Hideo Itami. I'm like, again, like Why? our old intro, Mama named Kenta. I'm gonna call him Kenta. <laughs> uh, so, but where I was gonna go with this, Gunther, Butch, I. Who else has had a name change? Bob Rude. Recently. Oh, recently. Well, I mean, he has a name change every week. That doesn't count. 
Uh, someone else just recently. Oh, look at Brown Breaker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Steiner. Yeah. So, I mean, Butch, you could say what you will. Why would you change the Pete Dunn name to Butch? And we've already seen him on NXT for so long that he come up and it was the same thing with Walter to, to Gunther. Both of them are doing fantastic on the roster. So I can't really argue it. So as long as they do something good with him, I don't give a fuck what you call him. Yeah. I'm going to name him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah, I, mean, I get that too. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not against it. Hey, let's capitalize uh, on this guy's star power because of who Sonny is. Oh, let's change his name while we're at it too. Not even that. Fucking looks like him. Mm-hmm. You should wear the it's... fucking bangle fucking uh, trunks. You know what I think would be really cool is if he was to debut the way Pillman debuted in ECW. Crutches. Lights go oh. out, pops up, <laughs> the and he's just there in the ring, and he's just a maniac. I don't know if he could play the part like his dad did. Yeah, see, I appreciate that. I'd almost want to see like shades of it, right? Not like a fucking one for one remake. Oh, not a, no, not a, not a copy. Yeah, I'm saying okay. definitely a shade. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying if he could be an unhinged thing too, like if he's like calm with everybody, like all of a sudden he's like, "You thought my dad was crazy? You ain't seen nothing yet." I think I just I don't know. I, I'm sure. Either I'm sure, way, I'm sure the drugs helped. I'm sure the drugs helped. No. That's probably why his voice is that way. Well, Maybe speaking of drugs, June... you know who else likes oh, drugs? Yeah. You know who else likes drugs? Me? Teddy Long. Oh, uh... <laughs> I know. That was a that was a surprise. It was. Uh, so he was apparently on Sports Kita Wrestle Binge, whatever the fuck that is. Here's a quote from that interview podcast, whatever the fuck it was. You ready for this? Oh, I'm listening. Teddy Long, playa playa. You got to fly too, huh? Quote. Yeah, I, you see me looking around this place? I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill it. Are you All that right. high? Really? <laughs> Here's a quote from Teddy Long. Well, I loved Hawk, and I wanted to be with Hawk because I loved the drugs. Okay, I know when I was with Hawk, we were going to have drugs and have a great time. Me and him was really tight, though, man. I remember one time we were in Charlotte and stopped at a gas station to get some gas. What else would you get there, I suppose? But I think I went in first to do something. Then I got into it with some Mark that was in the gas station. I don't know. But anyway, it turned into a little bit of an argument. The next thing I know, Hawk came in. Hawk saw me, saw this Mark was arguing with me. The next thing I know, Hawk just decked him, and we just walked out of the gas station. I said, Dr. King, I thought you was somebody else. <laughs> All right, great follow-up <laughs> considering of what everything we just brought up. That's really good. Uh, that is a great story. I wouldn't have expected that out of him. He looks like he was a little more dorkier than that for some reason. Play, you know, play. But play, play, play. Even back then, he's like, you want this? You got to go one-on-one with Hawk. <laughs> you remember last week I said <laughs> Rhea Ripley told Dominic, Either you bring that title back uh, to the Judgment Day or don't bother coming back. Took the title away from Trick Williams three, four days after winning it, or after dropping it. I don't get it either. I have kind of a theory on it, but he whooped that trick. I could see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams moving up soon. Mm. especially since Hayes just dropped the title. 
I could maybe see them maybe going up as a tag team. I don't know if that's, you know, they, they aren't in tag team form right now, but I think they would do pretty well together. Same size, same kind of wrestling style. Uh, but it's just weird just to drop the title for what? A quick little pop at the pay-per-view to hand it right back to Dirty Dom? I told you last week that I I understood where you were coming from with he's got to get it back because you can't break up Judgment Day yet, right? right? But again, my biggest problem is fucking... Yeah, what was the point? Why did he lose it? Just so Rhea could say, bring it back or else? You couldn't have done that a different way? It's just, I hate, on. I hate the hot... <laughs> I got nothing. Speaking of Rhea, did you know on SmackDown, she said to Paul Heyman, you need to acknowledge me. It's enough. I'm like, she's just on fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, right now, across the board, she's telling Dom what to do. She's telling Heyman what to do. And now, Judgment Day and Bloodline have joined forces. It's like the... <laughs> he actually thinks that the mobs are going to join the forces together. Do you know my reference? No, I got nothing. Johnny Dangerously? Today's movie? The Fratelli Mob. Oh, yeah. He's going to do a 360. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was what D- WWE brought to the table last week, but AEW, oh man, I have a lot to say. Uh, MJF came out to talk shit to the gangbang club and they, they were talking shit and being like, you took out Jay White. We know it was you under the mask. Are you questioning if I, oh no, no. Yeah, that was okay. You purpose. did that on purpose. Yeah. I kind of figured you'd do yeah. It's kind of what I'm calling him now. I think I kind of like that name a little bit better, especially since the one guy calls himself rock hard juice Robinson. (laughs) Uh, They were actually, I'm not going to lie. They had a great moment. They're like, you are going toe to toe with Jay white in the ring and blah, blah, blah. And he's calling you out on other things. And they go, the best thing that you could say was, and at the same time, all three of them go tofu. And it's like, to me, and here's where I'm going with this. MJF is just the same shtick now. His feud is coming out, calling the person by a specific kind of name, and pandering to the crowd way too much. Like the whole, uh, no one's on the level of the devil. Uh, You know, his things that he says all the time. And calling people by a new name, and he was doing that to everybody in in the ring. I don't know. It's kind of getting stale for me right now. But... One of the things is he called juice something like something with a taint, like you're you're just a tiny little taint or something like that, and you know got a pop, and then he even did the crowd. He goes, I think any second now we're gonna hear a chant for blah 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 blah. I'm like Jesus Christ, it's over pandering. The only thing I thought was hysterical out of it was after he called juice whatever taint thing. He starts reacting and goes, I'm rock hard. I got a rock hard taint. Doesn't even have a microphone, but he's just saying it out loud. And I go, <laughs> I like juice. I've always liked him. Uh, but then as they call MJF to the ring, he actually comes down for the fight and they leave only for Jay White to come in and do his uh, uh, switchblade, which is the sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, do you know just a couple days ago, yesterday as of this recording, 
Bray Wyatt came back to WWE in that uh, big fiend thing. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, crazy. And here yeah. we are. One year later, that's one year, and then here we are with what happened a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Damn. Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but Jay White attacks and ends up taking the Triple B with him and even shows up on Collision with it. Yeah. I saw the picture. That their entrance looked cool. I like this new uh, Bang Bang Club. I think I think they're fucking great. I Here's the thing. Especially... especially the gangbang club has the uh, that big cardboard cutout of Jay White too. Here for the gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> so typically, historically, we see that when somebody takes the title and puts it on and carries it, they don't win it. Typically, right? I'd be all right with Jay White winning it, even as a transitional champion. My problem is at this point we've got to turn MJF heel again, but you can't do it against Jay White. There's multiple issues here. He has Jay White coming after him. Samoa Joe did a promo where he's just drinking bourbon or some shit and smoking a cigar. And he's like, that's all right, Max, because now you will be seeing it. So he's calling him out and someone else is calling him out. Did you see who made their return this week? Wardlow. Oh, yes. I saw the the tape on his wrist. Yep. So you have three different guys all calling you out. Oh, well, then here you go. This is There's an easy way to solve it. It's a fucking trope as old as time, and we see it in both fucking promotions. Fatal 4-Way. M- M- MJF, MJF does a babyface promo on Wardlow and says, Listen, man, I know I wronged you in the past. I'm a different man now. But with all due respect, you deserve a fucking title shot. So I'll tell you what. Let's fucking get through these two other assholes first. Let me defend the title for any scheduled mm. matches I have. Then you get your shot. They tag team against Jay White and Samoa Joe. MJF turns on Wardlow. Okay. Calling my shot. That's a good shot. I'm not I'm not uh, angry with it. Huh. So, I know we already talked about the double showing of Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson are having a match for the International Championship. Nick Jackson is saying that he, he's taped up and saying he has a lot of injuries from Wrestle Dream. Ray Phoenix was taken out of the match at Wrestle Dream as an angle, but because he was hurting. Yet these guys, in the time where they're actually fucking hurt and you could sell, you still have a 88-mile-per-hour fucking fast-paced, uh, no-selling match mm-hmm. for no reason. And you're both actually injured. Yep. I don't understand that. That's nonsense. We have a new member of the Callis family, Powerhouse Hobbs, which is funny because didn't he just join with someone? I feel like, <laughs> or he just left QTV. Maybe yeah, that's what it was. He was with QT. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Talk about We're dropping doing a really ball. good job. Put down the straw for real. There was a fun segment in the back where Renee Paquette was interviewing Chris uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, and Adam Copeland shows up. And he goes, look at that, all four of us, some Canadians here, uh, making a joke like, we should go get some, uh, I think he said, let's Poutine. go get some Molson's or something like that. Oh, some Molson's, yeah. okay. And Kenny Omega does the, the quick little line. He goes, 
I saw what you did at the pay-per-view. You really had me on the edge of my seat. And I was like, <laughs> like that was a nice that little was that throw was in of edge. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. And it was good. And it was, uh, and it's funny because I saw a great meme of, I think it was just Peter Griffin sitting in the front row. Ah, he said the he line. Said he said the, the line. line. <laughs> or he said the name. <laughs> um, but speaking of Copeland, he closes out. I want to talk to Christian right now. You got to come out here. Another Tales old time is every goddamn fucking time a feud really gets started like this. And we need to be friends. Christian says nothing really and gives him the hug. Now, this was an unexpected part. Remember the time MJF did the fire me, you fucking Mark? Well, I haven't heard an F-bomb like that really since, where it was a planned one. Mm. Yeah, that one with Moxley. Hey, fuck you. Get that guy out of here. The one? (laughs) (laughs) I meant the one where he, on the mic, went and turned and said it at the one fan when he came back from rehab. Uh, But go fuck yourself. Man, that was was a really good one. Good job. I, I wasn't expecting Christian to do that. I thought it was going to be an attack. But it, you know why it's great? And this doesn't make Tony a good booker or anything. It's just playing off something obvious. It wasn't like the last interaction between Edge and Christian and WWE. <clears throat> Edge saying, I never thought I'd see you be such an asshole. And then just left. Wow. So this is the Holy retort. Shit. This is the retort. That's the last time they worked together. So he was like, allow me to retort. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Yeah. Interesting. Well, things didn't get much better on Collision, though, because... Oh, well, there was a bright spot. <laughs> yes. The, yes. Okay. I was like, where? Uh, FTR dropped the tag team titles in a match that I didn't even know was supposed to happen until they announced it. I don't think they even announced it on Dynamite. But since someone trademarked Cumfarter, they decided to take the titles off of FTR. <laughs> but I also did hear that Cash Wheeler is also, has some injuries, they're saying. Yeah. But I don't know which I, I think this whole thing's getting blown out of proportion. Um, You know, sad, I, I texted you on Saturday. I told you I had went on the X to check, you know, what was going on between Collision. I'm like, there's so much crazy shit going on, and I'll save the last part. But, um... This was one of them. Uh, Dax, you know, posted, it was one hell of a run. We love you all top guys out. And everybody's freaking out. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? To the point where he had to come out with a tweet later. He's like, guys, we love where we are. We're not going anywhere. It's just the thing that I say. Right. And I didn't realize that they had lost the titles. Right. You know, I, Mm. so I had to look into it. Once I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's all that that is. Um, But yeah, I mean, the thing that I've seen is I think it's his ribs is what they were selling during the match. Um, but here's the thing. The match only went like what, four minutes and, uh, Dax took all the offense. They took, they took cash out early in the match and Dax took everything. So I think it's just a legit injury and, uh, you know what? It works out for him because Dax can be a singles wrestler for a while and wait for cash to come back. How exciting do you think it is to win tag team gold? And you look over and you're like, Am I going blind? There's no one on this side of the arena. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the picture of Starks holding the title up, and it's just a whole, like, there's like four people on one side, that's it, on that side, that's it. And that's why Edge can only go to the middle of the ramp. 
<sighs> yeah, um, one thing bad. I'll throw out there. There's a guy I did get to see when I was in California last year. Uh, last year, Jesus Christ, in 2020. And it was at Best of the West. And he was a jobber uh, this past week in AEW. Wise guy. They had they called him Wise Guy Ruiz. It's a wise guy, Nick Ruiz. Really well-built wrestler. Good, fast pace. I liked him. Uh, you know, it's always cool to see people just at least get on TV and not awesome. always have to play the security guard, you know? Absolutely. And I'll leave this one to you. <laughs> so, again, I'm scrolling through X, and I see, you know, I'm seeing stuff about uh, Fastlane. I'm seeing stuff about Collision. And then I see this video. <laughs> and it's Tony Storm. She's taking on Kira Hogan, if I'm not mistaken. Kira yeah, Hogan. sure. And, uh, yes, Tony Storm uh, reverses a suplex. Ends up behind Kira Hogan on her knees and decides, uh, you know what? I'm uh, maybe I'm uh, eat a little ass. I'm, uh... You never yeah. go ass to mouth. <laughs> you never go <laughs> ass to mouth. Yeah, man. Uh, she bit Kira Hogan's ass and like was like motorboating her ass cheeks, and then later Kira Hogan was spanking Tony Storm and. I told you. I sent you that text the other week. I'm like, why is Tony Storm sexually assaulting all of her opponents now? She's and I like it. So or, and I'm, I'm not complaining. Well, well, I ain't mad at it. Uh, so, I think she's timeless, Tony Storm, or something like that. Like a, a new she kind certainly of name. Is. And but it, she has like this funny, almost being like a dramatic Marilyn Monroe looking girl. Mm-hmm. But then also she's fucking psycho. Yeah. And her video package. She had the right guy there, uh, RJ City, who's great to play off of. You know what I mean? And he's he's able to act, and you he's know he's kind of like, yeah, he, he he does a good job. She is classic right now. She's fantastic. She's it's funny the that thing. the yeah the one who doesn't even have a championship is better than the entire division. Mm-hmm. Yep. And WWE unfortunately dropped the ball with Tony. I mean, I don't know how you did that, Yeah, this is fantastic. She is, yeah. What what did she say when she was facing Sky Blue? And now time for the tit slap or something like that. Yep. (laughs) Just as they were going to a commercial break, too. Just hysterical. (sighs) Well, Fastlane, I did watch that as well. I'm sorry. Um, They show that Jade Cargill arrived. In her gear. In her gear. But didn't do anything, which was, you know, I was like, okay, maybe she's going to come out at the end of the, one of the matches here. And it's funny they called her Jade Cargill because we heard Jade Parker at first. Um, it's funny because little John was like, is she going to be the new Mrs. Parker? Miss Parker. Hey, Ms. Mrs. Parker. Parker. <laughs> uh, so didn't do anything. But the there was a women's match, and I think uh, EO Sky retained. She did. Yep, Ellie Knight and John Cena defeated Jim Uso and Solo Sokoa. Carlito was the third man for yeah. the LWO. Kind of <clears throat> figured. Yeah, which is fine. Except he let Ray and the other guy wrestle for like no bullshit 10, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden you hear ding, 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 like his song and he comes running in and the match ends within two minutes. What was the fucking point? Just to have, anyway. Maybe somebody else had a straw. Well, let me tell you something. That match was brought to you by Pizza Hut. Yeah, it's hard to miss. 
Was it? <laughs> Especially with Xavier being like, here, Michael Cole, I brought this entire thing to you. Which I'm not going to lie, I looked at it, I go, kind of looks pretty good right there. Yeah, it, it only looks good if you're uh, seasoned in the art of getting high. <laughs> Very true. I, think, I don't think if you were sober, you're going to look at that thing and be like, oh, that looks like I'm going to shit my brains out later. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Seth Rollins retains against Shinsuke Nakamura Boo. in the last man standing. And I know Nakamura <laughs> did the a little nod to Muda, man, did red mist right at yes. uh, Rollins' face. Yes. At first, I go, I wasn't looking and I apparently had missed it. All of a sudden, I go, When did he get busted open? And I didn't realize it was the mist. I had to back up. I go, Oh, yeah. Did you see, but, the, did you see the meme of Antonio? It says Antonio Noki watching. Nakamura loses fourth chance at WWE Championship, and it's a picture of the clouds, and it's Kobe just with his arms folded with that look on his face. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, at least he's in a program and doing something as opposed to, you know, just sitting on the sideline or being a tag partner. Of you know what? Boots. Fuck it. If they're not going to book him, well, just send him to AEW and let him just have random matches. I'll be fine with that. You know what? You don't want that. You I know I don't, that. but still. The biggest thing that happened for Fastlane was we have new tag team champions. Main event Jay Uso in his big singles run becomes a tag team champion <laughs> with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. They won. Cool. The press conference was better than the entire pay-per-view. These two had a couple of soda pops before coming into the press conference. And, oh my God, I can't even, the number of things. You you, you look like you're 21. The, <laughs> you look like you're 21. <laughs> the one when he just goes, oh, into the microphone. Just and Cody cracking up was just everything to me. But then, you feel me? You feel me? Sir, did you feel him? <laughs> that was. Did you see Triple H's response after? I didn't see Triple H's response. No. He came on next. He goes, "That, that was just fantastic." That yeah, was awesome. I that and, was and awesome. I'm calling in here. I'm I, kayfabe pal. I, they weren't drunk. You don't think so? No, that was a lot of nah. not drunk, but nah. I don't know, man. A little they something. Might, they might have had like pounded a beer or something, but nah. I think they were good. No, no, no. That's what they said. They said they only had a, they had we we had so they're two... lightweights. Is that why he's always getting no. popped for DUIs? Oh, that's a good point. He shouldn't have been <laughs> acting like that on TV, man. I'm pretty sure the court says you're not supposed to be acting a fool. They had a limo. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, yeah, that was uh, that was a pay per view. You know, that wasn't don't, really. Don't forget about for Michael ages. Cole's flub about BC. Oh, that one bothered me a lot. Yeah, it should. Uh, Michael Cole saying Mark. you got Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes in the ring. You got the the first leader of the Bullet Club with another leader of the Bullet Club. Eh. There was a there was a moment where there was a feud of. Kenny and Cody and guys were a little bit split and they had the fighting spirit unleash match where uh, they both split sides and had a different partner or something like that. Mm-hmm. They never, he never ever was a leader in bullet club. Kenny nope. took, was there the entire time. 
And then Jay White took over. Mm-hmm. And yep. Jay White was the leader all the way up until right now. And right now, I don't even who know the fuck who knows. it is. I, Isn't it Finley? I don't even care. Uh, if it's not Finley, uh, it, oh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, the best, the one part that was funny is, and again, I like Corey Graves. I don't know why people shit on him so much. He goes, well, that's going to fucking up your Twitter game a little bit or something like that. You yep. know what I mean? It was pretty good. The other thing is Corey did a lot of references that it seemed that people were poking out and being like, it kind of seems like punk. Cole did and, one too. Yeah. And one of them is actually like a tweet that punk did. Like and it had a certain quote and they had said it at one point. And I was like, if you are doing it this way, that subtly, I like it. I, think I don't it's cool. like it. Instead no, I, of- no, 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 man. Cause it's not subtle. We're fucking talking about it. It's not <laughs> subtle. <laughs> Every mark on Twitter, it's like, oh, bro, he said the thing. It's going to happen. They need to hide this, and fucking punk needs to show up with no music and just start talking shit. That's what needs to happen. Nobody can know about it. True. Yeah, next thing you know, people are like, you know what? You're just a punk. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> subtle oh, my it's ass. It's not subtle we're talking subtle about. Subtle my man. ass. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just go to the fucking table. Just bring it, bitch. Oh my god. Well, something that we have never done on this show is about to happen next week. We have decided it's in everyone's best interest if I take a week off. No. I'm going to be traveling, leaving the old Oregon state and heading back to where the podcast began, baby. Heading back to California. And you guys have heard me do a couple of shows. You know, ODM is MIA. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did my entire Jay Briscoe tribute on my own. You know, we've all, you know, had things. Or I've had things, really. But we've never heard ODM go solo. And that's what we're going to get. Other Next than week. little snippets here and there, you know, those couple uh, titles are meaningless yeah. was one. But aside from that, yeah, this is uh, uncharted territory. It's going to be a shit show. Well, because, I mean, we like you in small doses. Well, Full typically, that's why hour, I don't say anything. Hour and a half, however it's going to be next week. It'll and be let's like... not forget, bud, you got a fucking pay-per-view you have oh, to do, Jesus too. Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. Bunch of shit well, happened. It all sucked. Wars-wise. <laughs> all right, man, what do you got on the table this week? So I was hanging out with my kid the other day. We were throwing some darts, listening to music. You know, he's really into music. You know, he plays in band. Uh, you know, I'm obviously big into music. And, uh, you know, we just like talking about music. So we're talking about music. And then a band came up, and I'm like, holy shit. You know what? Professor was asking me about my Guilty Pleasure Band. And I've got it. Cheap Trick. No, I like Cheap Trick. <laughs> They're all right. I want you Oh, no, wait. No, it's Cheap Trick me. I hate. Yeah, no, I hate them. Yeah, fuck yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Panic at the Disco. That's my guilty pleasure band. I feel like I might just have to hang up and never talk to you again. <laughs> See, it fits. Nah. No, the only reason I have an issue with it. Remember my first wife? Uh, yeah. Mega, mega, mega fan of that band. Yeah. So they're dead to me, like she is. <laughs> 
Nah, I, I know a couple of their songs. Uh, I don't mind them, but it's not really my taste. There's a lot of that. It It's kind of like, uh, man, I don't want to say just, right, you got Blink-182, you have them, you have, uh, there's another band that just came to my mind. Um, a lot of them to me just sound alike. And I think sure. I put Disco with the Panic in there. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, you know, gang, bang, gang. Let's go. All right, let's go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! Then read my lips. I promise you, I guarantee you, Austin, Uh-oh. that if you don't raise the hand of a new WWF champion this Sunday on the spot, I will fire your ass. Good God. Whoa! You stupid bastards, you ain't got the balls to fire Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't have the balls. I've got balls the size of grapefruits. And this Sunday, you're going to be picking the seeds out of your teeth because, Austin, you will be humbled. I guarantee it one way or the other. The easy way, you raise the hand of a champion. The hard way, I publicly, I guarantee I will fire your ass this Sunday. Pick the music. He means it, JR. He guarantees it. I may not make it to the second half. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Take another rip. That'll probably help. That's a good idea. Was it with you I talked about the Key and Peele, the Key and Peele skit? Yes, yes. I think you did it on yeah. the show, I, didn't you? I did. Okay, that's why I was asking. I'm like, I don't want to obviously re-say it, but do you ever watch any of their other skits? The only one that I've seen. There's two that I've seen, and they're the famous ones. One's the... Uh, the teacher. The teacher, yep, A.A. Ron, and then the yeah. other's the uh, college football all-star game. Oh, my God. Got, With all the funny names and where Quattro, they're from and shit. Quattro Compton University. <laughs> um, there's a couple of good ones where this, like, uh, where he's calling for a pizza. But my favorite one is, it's called I Said Bitch. And it's where they are both married to ladies. And they come over to the house. And she's like, and the girl's like, oh, let me let me go show him around the new house here. Blah, blah, blah. You guys just get acquainted. And he's like, yo, man, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, I, I was like, yo, we got to be there at 630, but you know how she is. And I said, and they he stops and looks around, left, right, left, right. They both do hard. And then they go back into each other. And he goes, I said, bitch, you got to get moving. He's like, so you said it, huh? He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Where you, you know he didn't say I said bitch, and then they just keep upping the story and trying to get further away from their wives. It's one of the funniest fucking thing. Me and my me and my one buddy at work used to just ran like I said bitch because they just that's how much they do it so great. Watch that one. That's a good one. All right, all right. Let's get into the wars. All right, starting October 12th, 1998, we've I, got Raw. I, I, I like to have a break, you dickhead. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. You said it. Let's get into the wars. <laughs> well, I meant like I need I need a break to Well, too bad. I think we already this. started. I think we just need to go with it. <laughs> this will make editing fun. Awesome. 
Let me mark down where the fuck I'm at here. Okay, great. Oh, no, you really want are to you go go going? Are you not going? Are we fuck? Are we doing it or not? I don't know. Fuck it, we're live, pal. God damn it. I love uh, that was almost as good as the time that I did the good wrestling day before you could. You opened before me. That was a good one. That threw me off. Uh hey, let me ask you something. Did you know I'm a lot like a watch? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Let's get into the wars, man. <laughs> Oh, this is my favorite segment. Uh, all right. Well, you know, and here's the thing. <clears throat> it's hard to even start talking about this. Wait, because... you know, it's funny you say this is your favorite segment. We're going to have to keep this going all the way to the years of like 2002, <laughs> 3, 4, if this show keeps going. Because I'm like, what are we going to do if we don't have the wars, man? <laughs> I know, right? Every show is going to be 45 minutes long. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, yeah, so... it. The, we get a shot of the uh, gate to the arena, you know, parking area, the parking garage open up, and it's Vince McMahon in a white Corvette with the top down. It's one of those things, looking back on it, you, you pop, but at the same time, you, you, you don't have the surprise because you know exactly what's going to happen, so we'll get there when we get there. The Stooges show up. They have an electric wheelchair for McMahon, has a donut in on the seat, probably from Vince getting the enema last week. And uh, Vince says he wants that garage door left open. He wants Austin to be able to get in. He It's an open invitation. He wants Austin there. So we open up New Age Outlaws versus the Legion of Doom for the tag titles. Gunn says, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's wondering uh, how where I stand right now. And if you're not down with the Outlaws and DX, we have two words for you. So apparently that whole tease of Gunn being pissed off meant nothing. It was um, stupid. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, LOD comes down. We have Hawk in his face paint, uh, but he's wearing street clothes. Draws is also in face paint and wearing the shoulder pad. So he has now been crowned an official member of LOD. They're doing the free bird rule. Uh, Hawk's on commentary. He's sober. Uh, King's trying to rattle his cage. Hawk gets a little bit pissed off. And then. Well, I, I liked it. He goes, I've been sober immediately. Lawler. Yeah. Let me smell your breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dick he fucks with everybody's sobriety man oh, he made God. jake roberts go back yeah i know right yeah no <laughs> shit that one with that the whole time period was great remember when he was walking down the aisle and he just was fucking ripping everybody in the crowd i'm gonna have to go back in my notes and look at that that was fucking man, those great. were yeah those that was a good uh couple of months of watching after this yep but yeah that he's you know ripping into him about this and he's saying he has no problem with draws being a part of the team Yep, basically saying the free bird thing, you know. Uh, Hawk saying he's paying his dues, and, you know, he's got to get back on his feet, and you know, he wants to get back in there. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Hawk just gets jumped by DOA, and then the headbangers ambush Road Dog with the boombox, um, cuts him open, uh, and, and, J and Jim Ross turns it into an ad for, like, a JVC boombox. Oh, it's, it, you know, it's not one of those JVCs. Those things don't break. What the fuck? <laughs> You know what's really funny is that some of my versions, right? They're the VHS rip version, you know. And, dude, it's great because sometimes you get to, you'll see, like, someone just pressed record at the end of the Silk Stockings commercial. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> later tonight. Or you do get, like, those things, like a, a Stridex 
uh, commercial or that right there. So it's just it's really funny to hear him even say the, the boom box. I was like, oh, my God. Of course, you know that what? boy had one. That that might have to be something. You know what? Jot this down for a top topic or a non-wrestling talk thing. We'll fucking just watch old commercials. <laughs> oh, dude. I've actually done that before. It's have kind you? of a fun thing to have on in the background on YouTube. That or, like, just sounds of the 90s, things like that. And you hear a lot of... Uh, you know, not just the AOL stuff, you know, but like other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll right. have to do that. Nice. All right. So I'll there was people, that. Call your people. <laughs> we'll get right on it. So uh, commentary mentions that Triple H has been stripped of the title due to injury. Uh, and tonight they're having a one night tournament to crown a new champion. I forgot about this. <sighs> yeah, and I'm a one night fan tournament. You know what I mean? Or one night tournament fan. I, I think that's uh, I can't believe this one even slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you get McMahon and the Stooges are in the office. Um, it's it's very uh, posh. It almost looks more like a hotel room than it does, a, a, you know, an office at an arena. Um, but yeah, uh, I completely lost my uh, my train of thought there. Uh, Kane, they show so basically <laughs> the commentary points out that McMahon has uh, a camera feed, two cameras, uh, just so he can keep track of when Austin arrives. So yeah, Kane's uh, Kane's showing up. Kane's showing up. You know, we're still doing kayfabe at this point. You know, he's got the mask on and and everything, and uh, he's, you know, he's got a bag because he is traveling and um, and uh, and a blue tracksuit, <laughs> like a neon blue tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> How has this never surfaced before? You ever see those signs that like someone holds in the crowd, like? Why were Shawn Michaels' uh, pants really high at that one event? Or why was Tully Blanchard's hair, or not one of the guys' hair, so, oh, Demolition uh, Axe's hair so, so neatly perfect. done at the yeah. Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah. That's one I really want to put out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's one we should have at a show sometime. That's, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a There you go. Yeah. Hey, I guess wrestlers got to be comfortable, too, even if you're the undead. So, yeah, uh, our first match in the Intercontinental Championship tourney, I'm going to call it the IC tourney from now on just to make things easier. Uh, like you had mentioned in the triple threat cage match, uh, Shamrock is definitely playing the heel here. He's getting booed by the crowd. Hits a low blow to Blackman, uh, turns it into an ankle lock for the win. And then... Dun, dun, dun! Blue Blazer runs in! Gets a couple shots on on each guy and runs to the back. Shamrock freaks the fuck out, puts the ankle lock back on Blackman, <laughs> and then we see Taker arriving to the arena, which is a lot more normal than Kane showing up. But uh, yeah, the Blue Blazer, and they're like, the Blue Blazer? That's the Blue Blazer? And Who the fuck do you think it is? Who else dresses like that? It's <laughs> uh, uh, actually really funny. I didn't even really think of it that way. I was more paying attention to the fact that the crowd was not understanding it and i'm like ah, too Dude. much of a throwback i think to people who may not i mean attitude era brought a lot of new fans because of the uh especially what we're seeing right now austin versus mcmahon with everything that brings people more to the the product they didn't watch in 89 so they don't know who the fuck the blue blazer is yeah no that's true that's true and do you know that this new uh because you know the, the blue blazer is supposed to be like a bird and everything right i never really talk about what kind of bird it is you would think it's a blue jay because he's blue but uh for this new iteration of the blue blazer uh i read an article where creative actually had a modeled after a certain type of bird and it was a penguin because penguins can't fly 
Okay. No? Nothing, huh? That's, uh, well, yeah, I'm just, you know, okay. <laughs> well, that one bombed. You can't win them all, folks. Well, hopefully he'll have a, a smashing career. I mean, if you want to follow. Bum, yeah, obvious. yeah, okay, well, okay, we both failed on that one. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Terry and Valvinus are shown backstage, and that dirty bitch is biting his ear. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. He said it. He said, <laughs> he said, the, thing. He said the thing about her. <laughs> so we get Valvinus with uh, Terry versus Mero with Jacqueline on uh, the next IC tourney match. And you had referenced it. Big says the big Valbowski is a lot like a clock. You stick two hands and a face on it, and I'll tell you exactly what time it is. <laughs> so Ejaculate. Far, <laughs> so far, one of my favorite uh Valboski <laughs> liners. I'm not gonna lie. At first I'm watching, I take the notes, I pause, I'm like, what the fuck is he on about? And I'm like, oh <laughs> slow, <laughs> slow that morning. <laughs> well, I guess as long as you've been married, you don't know exactly what he's referencing. Yeah, no, that's enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Terry distracts Marrow. Venus hits a perfect plex for the win. Nice to see that move. Uh, and then Jacqueline says, well, fuck that bitch, and attacks Terry. Uh, and then we get Sable Chance. Okay. Uh, and then we Well, see... because she's been feuding with Jackie. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. And everybody wants to see her titties. I mean, let's be honest. So, uh, and then we get a, a, a feed uh, to Vince McMahon's office again. And this time we see Paul Bear showing up. All right. Vince is confused and pissed. So, since the crowd was chanting for Sable, give the people what they want, but let's do it backstage with Michael Cole. Cole starts to ask a question, and Sable just walks off and gets Jacqueline by the hair and just drags her to the arena and like, the production area, and it's just a pull apart. Did he mention Pacific Blue? No, literally. It was it was cut to Michael Cole. Sable, I have uh, to ask really you a question. really edited this on Peacock. Yeah? She was... Uh, <clears throat> Being interviewed uh, by Cole, and he goes, as we just saw some of the footage of you on Pacific Blue, and uh, uh, I'd like to ask you, you know, but they it's a must took all that shit thing. out. It's a licensing thing, probably. Yeah. yeah. Meh. I mean, who gave a shit about a show with guys riding bicycles to catch people? <sighs> who the fuck knows? They should have had a writer's a strike Safety patrol? I knew there's a guy who lived next door to me in the dorms at Pitt when I went there. He ended up being a bike cop for the University of Pittsburgh. And, man, he fit the fucking role. He was like the fucking bike cop for minute work. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> rent-a-cops. I hate rent-a-cops, too. That's who a listen, good one. Who listens to this kind of music? Your mother, okay? Your mother listens to this kind of music. <laughs> it's still one of my favorites. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so there's that. Uh, we get uh, the next match in the IC tourney. It's Mankind versus Mark Henry. Uh, they show a pre-tape of Cole with Mankind. He's going to be facing Shamrock at the next pay-per-view. Uh, uh, Judgment Day? Judgment Day. Yes, there you go. Yep. And basically, Foley, they, the, the whole thing is, yeah, you know, uh, Shamrock attack you with that chair. And he, basically, Foley, or Mankind's whole promo is, yeah, Shamrock swings a chair like a pussy. 
That's yep. basically he his goes, whole promo. He goes, I gotta be honest, if he's gonna swing it like that again at me, I'm not really worried about anything. By the way... Oh, I'm I- watching you slide your chair. I'm like, what are you doing, a Jay Uso impression over <laughs> no, there? No, no, no. It's getting a little dark in here. I flip on a light. Um, you know, I saw Sidetrack, as we typically do throughout the whole show. I saw some old uh, Inside the Ropes interviews with Paul Heyman. I'm sure you've seen them all. They're all fucking great. They're all fucking great. Yep. But he talks about, you know, how everybody calls him a genius and that he's not really a genius. He's just inspiring and, you know, and, and showing that he has faith in these wrestlers that nobody else wanted. And... He did impersonations of Stone Cold uh, and and Foley, and goddamn, they were dead on. Yeah. It was fucking great, especially the the Foley one. Oh, excuse me, Mister Heyman. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I've heard him do uh, the awesome one. I don't think I've actually heard him do Foley. Oh, it's fucking great. Um, so yeah. Anyway, and he says, "I don't like it." And I got one word for you, Socko. <laughs> So one week later, and that that dirty sock is still on his hand. <laughs> Gross. They make it look worse every fucking week. <laughs> well, what's really funny about that is what's going to happen, I think, in a little bit. It's, as long as you got the same video that I did. Coming and I'm up like, soon. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, we get a pre-tape of Mark Henry reading a poem he wrote for China. And then China and Ashley I tried... So fucking hard to get that as audio for this show. <laughs> I was cracking up, and I forgot. He goes through an entire poem era. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, it's fucking great. So does Heidenreich, which is really yeah, funny. Well, we, we Remember the time it. he pushes Cole up against a thing and nearly anally rapes him while reading him a love poem? <laughs> that was fun. I thought that was just for Saturday night, but okay, we'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> China, com- China comes to the ring during the beginning of the match, and this is, yeah, Mankind takes his, actually takes the sock off his foot. It's Mr. Socko with a nice rip in the heel. Uh, locks in the claw and gets the win. China faces off with Henry and basically, why you got to do me like that? And Henry just bounces. The, we're going to let the lawyers decide because he's yeah. suing her. Yeah, what do you want from me? Why are you suing me? I'll sue. Last time we're gonna. It's a great that. way to get a date. I I think it's really smart. I wish I had thought of it years and years ago. It's kind of it's kind of like in the, I mean the suing. I'll sue you if you don't date me. It's kind of like uh, don't be a menace to South Central. Break yourself. Put the gun to her head. <laughs> Give me your number. <laughs> Give me your. We'll call you later. Number. Right. <laughs> Brushes the gun up along her tits afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be good now. Oh, wrestling. God. Yeah, because wrestling. Uh, so then we see we go uh, back to the backstage, uh, to the entrance of the parking garage, and here it is. It's Austin. Shows up in a cement truck. He's looking for McMahon's car. He finds it. Cole stops him interview. What are you doing? He's like, I got an open invitation to show up. You may want to get Vince out here. Uh, Vince is shown. It's fucking hilarious. So they do this before a break, Okay. I know. It looked they, like they weren't going to. Yeah. It, it, like, they, they go right to it. Like, so, yeah. So, they go to a break. Um, we see Vince shown in his office, and it's great because he's got something in his lap. It looks like the script to the show. 
<laughs> it looks like he has the script of the show in his lap. And then I don't know what fucking And I happens. say, no, stop him. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got his leg up on like an ottoman. And it's fucking hilarious because I don't know what, I don't know how it happened. Slaughter like trips and falls and lands right on his leg. That's kayfabe injured. Vince completely no-sells and has this look like, you dumb bastard, and they just <laughs> cut away. <laughs> he could have at least reacted then at that point, dude. But the thing is, he probably didn't even realize it because he wasn't even looking at Slaughter. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, ow. I mean, oh, my ow. neck. My ba- <laughs> ah, oh, ow. <laughs> oh, it's the little things, right? Next, you get Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac for the next match in the Wait. IC tourney. What? Wait, what? Do you want to say what happened? It doesn't happen yet. Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Continuing their feud, uh, they're on the IC tourney. It's a, there's a ref bump as usual. Uh, Jeff Jarrett crotch shots X-Pac during the Bronco Buster attempt. One of the coolest reversals I've ever seen. X-Pac yeah, it, jumps, just sticks his leg out and fucking, ooh, fucking great. Surprised that's not the one that tore it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, China's a lot of women, so... <laughs> it was one long uh, night <laughs> it was uh jared gets the guitar case from under the ring he didn't bring it to the ring with him he had it planted there he opens it up to get the guitar that's not a guitar that's heed pock uh during that distraction gets a roll-up win and then snow comes out he retrieves heed and just powders and there you go i think we know where this one's going one feud ends another yep. begins Okay. Which, I got to be honest, not as much done now. Now it's just like we're going to feud and we're going to have multiple matches every week with each other. And then it ends and then you kind of go away for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or whatever. And then it's something happens. You don't really get a one into another this often like that. Like, I, I'm just saying I I can appreciate it. It's like, yeah, okay, absolutely. one story ends, one begins, and he's still staying on TV and relevant. Either one of them. Yep. And here's the thing. This match had weight to it because these guys had been feuding. And now you just went exactly. from that to the next one. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right. So now we're going to revisit Austin and the cement truck. Hmm. And is, if anybody's been living in a rock for the last 30 years, you know what happens here. He pulls up to Vince McMahon's Corvette, which happened to have the top down and just fills it with concrete. And the satisfying ASMR, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of the windows all shattering once yeah. it filled up with concrete. What a great shot. I was going to just do something weird on the mic to do the ASMR, but I'm not Yeah, gonna. please don't. I hate that. Um, uh, yeah, so let me ask you this question. Real, real serious on this question. Mm-hmm. Is that real cement? Or is it like gray mud, I ask? Because if you looked, there's not, there was not a fucking tarp or anything yeah, was all over that the floor, that Corvette yeah. is parked on. That's all over the floor. And I'm going to give the credit to my wife because she was watching it and she goes, if that's real, like, how, how do you clean all that up? And I'm like, that's a great fucking question. I just, as a kid, was like, oh, the car broke. Oh, my God, the shit. Especially the glass breaking is one of my favorite parts. Sure. And, oh, man, I don't know. It, it, and if you watch, it starts running towards one of the production trucks. So to me, I was just like, it's not like they tarped off the entire area to do this. Right. Yeah, it's a good question, man. Uh, the way that I would look at it is is based on the nature of how it was shot. They could have done that earlier in the day, you know, so they could have just pre-taped it all and cleaned up the shit real quick, 
You know what I mean? All right, let's shoot this and let's fucking get everything out of here because the car's totaled anyway. Well, they could have cleaned it right after that anyway. But my point being yeah. is, is that either way, that's a motherfucker to clean up if that's real cement. Cement as Jr. Oh my God, that's cement going in there. I'm gonna say it was real. Yeah. Okay. Just like I said, just I get it's the whatever in in me being an adult and being like, she's all right, man. Fuck. How do you clean that shit up? Yeah, hell of a mess. Unless the arena's like, you know what? We're actually thinking about uh, <laughs> paving this entire garage soon. Wait, we have an idea. Hang on, <laughs> let me go get one of my. Since cars. you're gonna be doing demo anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, so after that, Austin comes to the ring, thanks McMahon for the invitation, tells him he's going to make his life a living hell, and he cuts a promo on roughing the title match, and then Vince comes out with a bodyguard and a mask and two canine <laughs> cops. Keeps Austin at bay. Yes, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, and I was kind of excited about it. So, uh, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, the dogs, it's funny because you could tell the dogs are supposed to bark to keep Austin at bay, and Austin had to keep fucking with them to get them to yeah, bark at him. They were barking at McMahon. They were barking at each other. At each other, yeah. They were, I, 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 to me, I got to be honest with you, I was like, I don't think, because tell me a canine cop that just wears a shirt that just says canine, canine. cop. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, and I was like, are they just a couple of German shepherds? And they were just like, because the amount of barking was hysterical. They turned and started barking at McMahon. I was like, this whole thing is a mess. It's hysterical. Yeah, it didn't play. It didn't play uh, as it was intended to, I don't think. But you're right, though, because Austin fucking with them, every time he did get close, they did kind of get more angry, so it worked right. to the benefit of what you wanted to execute, but it was still a little sloppy, but how the fuck can you control a dog? Yeah, unless they're trained, right? I can't control mine. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, so uh, Vince tells uh, Austin he's going to be wrestling tonight, and I have a partner all picked out for you. It's going to be The Rock, and you're going to face Kane and Taker. And he tells Austin, you're going to have to have eyes in the back of your head tonight. We start getting asshole chants. Vince goes on a sob story about all the shit that uh, Austin's put him through. Uh, and says, you're going to suffer more this Sunday in Chicago. If you and don't wait, race- it, especially last week, the, that steel pan to my head. <laughs> uh, and now the Corvette, of course. And then the Corvette, yeah. He says, if you don't raise the hand of the new champ, then read my lips. I will fire your ass. Austin tells him, you ain't got the balls. Vince's response, I love. I got balls the size of grapefruits. And this Sunday, you'll be picking the seeds out of your teeth. (laughs) So you're going to put your nuts in his mouth, is what you're saying. (laughs) I am buying this pay-per-view. $29.99. Steal. Uh, Steal. I got to say, the other part I really liked in this promo is and I'm I'm gonna do everything I can to give you my best McMahon impression for this one. The in, in last week, and if you noticed in every promo that they showed you about last week, they don't show you the anal probe. They only show you just that. Oh yeah, that we saw it last week, and I will never see that again. But he goes, you, you, you hit me with the pan, blah blah blah. And he goes, and then you took the that. You violated me, Austin. You violated me. I was like, yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I just remember that being a sound clip. They use it in something. Maybe it was just like part of their uh, feud that I've seen. 
like a like a DVD they used it at one point. Right. That uh, bug is still in this room. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Maybe they're doing their own podcast. We just can't hear it. Uh, we get our uh, semifinals match for the IC tourney. It's going to be Val Venus versus Shamrock. Shamrock wins with an ankle lay. Ankle lock, he advances to the finals, and then Gold Dust comes out. Stocks Venus in the corner, sets up Shattered Dreams. They'll be facing each other at Judgment Day. Is this the first time we've ever seen Shattered Dreams? No. Or was before. he doing it before yeah, when he was, he was Gold before. Dust? Yep, yep, he was doing okay. it before. I don't know, man. He was in the Eat Me Corporation <laughs> and, you know, Bible banging this. I don't know. He, he had a lot going on. Yeah, it's hard to look past the Eat Me thing, but that's fine. We'll try. Uh, next, you get Ro- the Rockies in back with Cole. Vince and the Stooges are assessing the damage to his car. They're talking about, oh, your briefcase is in there. Yeah, my briefcase is in there. And the keys are still in the ignition. So Mankind shows up, and he just starts digging through the fucking... He's just trying to pull shit out of his car. And even Vince is like, knock it off. With? With Socko. Socko. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hysterical. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Rock tells Wait, Cole to and show. to the point, hang on, <clears throat> to the point that he's also, by the way, in this tournament. Foreshadow. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, Rock tells Cole to shut up, takes the mic, shoves him out of frame. He's not happy about being Austin's partner, yada, yada, Wolfpack. <clears throat> and then uh, D'Lo and Mark Henry interrupt, and they're not happy about him tagging with Austin either. <clears throat> well, uh, okay, I don't think The Rock was either, but, you know, what are you going to do? I got him! Know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We're just doing a podcast. Next, you get Mankind versus X in the semifinal for the IC tourney. Mankind, uh, in his last match, in this match, he seems like he had happy feet. He didn't seem like, I don't know if he was concussed or what the fuck was going on. He, just, he didn't seem right in the ring. He seemed like he was tripping all over the place and he just hmm. seemed off. It, it seemed a lot more well, obvious in this match. I don't know. He comes out to the ring, and his arms are, like, wet with a little bit of gray on him, and he's wiping him. And if you take a look at his shirt, he has cement all over it. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. I was like, okay, I really like this. He could have changed, but came out wearing all that shit <laughs> well, after that segment. Kudos. He didn't have enough time, you know? didn't have enough time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, Shamrock ends up coming to the ring, and he hits Mankind in the ankle with a chair while the rest is distracted. X-Pac gets the win. Shamrock uh, ends up clocking X-Pac, hits a belly-to-belly on him, dumps Mankind out of the ring. Shamrock's working the neck, which uh, we all know was uh, injured. And Mankind looks to make the save. The Stooges stop him and say, hey, no, 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 Vince wants to see you right now. Vince wants to to see you right now. You got to go to the back right now. So he goes. And then Triple H comes down on crutches, uh, and we just start the finals uh, for the match. X-Pac says, you know, I can go, I can go. Uh, Triple H is going to have to present the title next week. And Triple H is on On, on Sunday, uh, on, on Sunday, Sunday at Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat. Before, before the pay-per-view. Judgment Day. Yes, correct. And it made me laugh because they were like, and if you whoever wins, they're going to get the title on Sunday. I'm like, I'm sorry. He couldn't, he was here tonight, but he couldn't bring the title? Yeah. Wow, he really is friends with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> and maybe Stephanie already. Yeah, so... Uh, nah, H- Macho was still doing it. <laughs> Triple H is on commentary. He says he never got a call from Vince about uh, having to vacate the title he found out on TV. But he was pissed off about that. 
And uh, Shamrock ends up winning with an ankle lock, and then Mankind's back in the ring with a chair, but does nothing. So, yeah, sure. Maybe he really was concussed. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. He was fucking <laughs> got a little of that fucking cement in his ears. Uh, Taker and Kane versus Austin and Rock are main <laughs> event. Paul Bearer ends up coming to the ring, and then D'Lo and Mark Henry show up at the ring. And Henry and D'Lo turn, take out the Rock. Uh, security guy from earlier shows up, hits Austin with the nightstick, and the reveal is from Mobile, Alabama. If you ever take a trip down to Gum, Gone and Jordan. Cop Corny, Georgia, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking big boss, man. Ray Trailer. I was like, okay, when's the last time I saw this man? I was like, oh, shit, in WCW. I'm like, but man, it's probably been... Since about 96, or beginning, in, no, not 96, maybe like beginning in 97 is the last time yeah. I remember him. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, definitely. I think he was doing the whole anti-NWO thing. So, yeah, uh, McMahon and the Stooges are at the top of the ramp. The beatdown on Austin continues. Taker locks in the leg lock. Uh, and that's how the show goes off the air. We do get on the on the cock. We get the extra attitude every once in a while where it's after they went off the air. Uh, so what happens is... Um, Vincent Patterson, I'm sorry, Vince has Patterson and Briscoe go in the ring and put the boots to Austin, but Austin fights back. It's a stunner on both of them. Uh, the Rock comes back and hits double people elbow, people's elbow on him, and then Austin attacks Slaughter and dumps Vince out of the wheelchair. Vince has the electric wheelchair. He's trying to get up the ramp, but he's hitting like the wedge. He can't get up it. Austin just dumps <laughs> him, and there you go. I did not have that on my version. No shit. Yeah, there you go. Extra attitude. So, the cock's good for something, eh? Yeah, well, not the next three hours of Nitro. No shit. And again, I'm going to do it like I did last week. I want you to understand what hour one was. <laughs> Show st- <laughs> I immediately <laughs> marked out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'll say, uh, yeah, yeah. So, show starts with Bischoff yelling at a guy at a security desk. And he says, if you see a guy with white hair and a big nose, I want you to stop him. He goes out the door uh, to the you know the back of the arena, actually outside of the arena. You get Dillinger and a bunch of security. He just runs down Dillinger and he's like, "I want you to stop, Flair. You need to do your job. You have no excuses. You got extra help tonight." He's freaking out. All right, and, so, and, and, and it's Ric Flair's the one that you got to look for, and he'll be the one yelling, "Woo!" Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> I like that one. And he ain't lying. So then we get a Bret Hart Sting recap. Uh, Bret Hart cut a promo on Thunder calling it out. Uh, Sting wants a rematch at Halloween Havoc. Okay. Then we get a video showing WCW superstars on Wall Street to the music of the Hardy Boys. Yep. For the WCW MasterCard. Ten minutes in, we get our splash screen with the intro video. Yep. Then we see a replay. That's where I marked out as soon as as soon as the music hit, and I go, <laughs> "Why at this point? We're yeah, ten minutes in. Why? And you don't think anybody knows at this point?" Um, we get a recap of Thunder where they set up a Wrath Mang feud. Then you get Lodi versus Wrath. Wrath wins. Mang Mang comes out to the to the ramp, and that's it. Then you get a recap of the feud between Bischoff and the Horseman. Then you get a Goldberg DDP hype package. Then you get Kendall Windham versus Dale Tourborg. Who Tourb- is wearing 
who was wearing a the racing singlet that said WCW, WCW power plant. But but here's the thing: he is on the WCW racing team. Oh, I, I oh okay yeah. Well, they and, were like, well, it, it, they were making fun of him on commentary. They're like, well, you know, maybe you know, you should go back to the power plant. Well, it looks like he tore up his knee in that one, so <laughs> might be the last time we see him. So it was a shit show with no purpose. Then we get a recap of DDP Flock Goldberg feud from the last week. Then we get a Sting in-ring promo. He calls out Hart and Chi-Town, calls Hogan out. Warrior comes out, references his history with Sting, but doesn't get into it, and says he wants to tag with Sting tonight against Hogan and Hart. Then we get another Goldberg DDP hype vid, and that's the end of hour one. They really are starting to phone in our number one at this point. No shit. Not even a fucking Bischoff-Hogan promo. Uh, yeah. Cocksucker just landed on my nose. Are you, are you doing uh, the sign language over there? Yeah, <laughs> right here. Hour two. Hogan, Bischoff, and Giant come to the ring. They accept the tag match. Giant's going to be facing Goldberg tonight in an ODQ match. Security comes to the ring, tells Bischoff, the horsemen are here, the horsemen are here. So Bischoff runs to the back of the arena. Security is just standing around. They see a limo a couple hundred feet away. And, uh, yeah, the limo shows up. It's the horseman. And Flair says, well, I got a surprise for you. And it's Bruce Wirtz. I don't know if you know who Bruce Wirtz is. I sure as shit didn't until they told me. At the nope. time, he was the owner of the United Center in Chicago. And he says, you know what? This building belongs to the horseman. You may have a lease for the arena tonight, but I have a skybox. I have 10 hot women waiting for us, and it's going to be my own <laughs> private party, and you have no say. Security tries to stop him for a second, and then Bischoff yells, I'll sue! <laughs> and Horseman woos his way into the building. Uh, we haven't had one in a while, so let's have a hype video on Hogan and Warrior, and then a recap of Warrior in the Mirror. Make sure we get that in there. Next, you get Fit and Finlay. And probably going to be another Goldberg DDP coming up soon. It's got bound to be. Next, you get Fit Finley versus Alex Wright. Uh, Alex Wright tells Finley that Finley's father ended Alex's father's career. And Finley nods in agreement. And they never really talk about it. Commentary seems confused, too. So thanks for the history lesson without the history. Very WCW-like. Yep. Uh, so Wright gets the pin with his feet on the top rope. And then Bulldog runs in to attack right because they had the double pin from last week. And then Finley takes out Bulldog and just bounces. So confusing. Yep. Next you get, <laughs> might as well just call it a lucha party, La Parca, Ciclope, and Villano <laughs> 5 versus Chavo, Super Colo, and Psychosis. Do you know there was a Super Colo sighting this weekend? I think it was at Fastlane or... Or maybe at one of the AEW events. But, yeah, he was in full fucking full gimmick. And, yeah. No shit. He's apparently still around. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of figure what this is. It's a fucking LWO recruitment. Uh, Chavo ends up getting the pin. Eddie comes out. He's got a shirt. And we're actually starting to get Eddie chant. So, apparently, whatever he's been fucking doing, the crowd's getting behind him. It's working. When you're um, anti-boss, man, it, it, it uh, and not big boss, man. Um, yeah, right. It's it. People like that. They get behind it. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because they won't really push Eddie that far. He starts his group, but it's not like he's going to go that much farther in this company. Not at all. Not at all. Um, the one fucked up thing about this 
was somebody threw a fucking full ass can of beer at the ring and it hit and it was so loud that the whole crowd yeah. like gasped. Everybody's like, oh, like it was fucking brutal. But the boys kept it running. Um, they give the shirt to psychosis. Chavo bounces. He's talking to Pepe saying, it's all right. We don't need a shirt. We don't need a shirt. And uh, they all do the Eric Bischoff. You can kiss our, you know what? Yo, are you even watching what they're saying on the other t- station? I don't. You guys might want to step your game up a little bit, and it's okay to say ass. Well, I, well, yeah, no shit. I'm fucking TNT. They're eating ass. Now, yes. <laughs> God damn it. And on my DVR for life. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so next you get Scott Steiner to the ring to cut a promo. And he says, like Sammy Sosa, I'm the only reason that WCW and the NW are irrelevant. Or, I'm sorry, me and Buff are relevant. He cuts a promo on Judy Bagwell. Uh, it says, keep your mother at home washing dishes, doing laundry, and mopping floors. No fireworks tonight. Buff understands what an athlete I am. Uh, Buff and Judy come to the ring. We get uh, Buff chance. Buff says, you know what? We do have a problem. Maybe we go one-on-one in Chicago. And uh, Scott says, hey, you old bag, I should have slapped you last Monday. <laughs> you don't get her out of here. I'm going to pull. I'm going to put her on the mat. And Scott just drops buff. Quick side note. Speaking of, you, know, you want to go one-on-one with me? Everyone across uh, the country, I'm pretty sure we all got that national alert that went off whatever day it was last week. Right. We all did our Tuesday. cell phones at the same time. Yeah. And what was really funny was how quick the internet can do something really funny. Someone took that exact thing, that message, but they turned it into, you know, not all men are created equal. You take a guy. <laughs> just, it was the I saw that. Scott I saw Steiner that. math promo. I think I sent it to you. I, I was, I was like, I like wrestling fans. <laughs> They don't all but we hate also wrestling. hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, but we all hate it. There it is. Yep. <coughs> so next we get Juventud Guerrero versus Prince Ayukea. We haven't seen him in forever, but he's back. Yeah. Then Disco Douchebag comes to ringside, tells him to hit his music so he can dance. Ayukea shoves him off the apron. That's nice. And then later in the match, the same thing happens. Disco gets on the apron. Ayukea shoves him off, but the distraction lets Hoovy hit the Hoovy driver for the win, and then Kidman comes out and attacks Disco. So I guess he's trying to... Because WCW. You know, it's funny. (coughs) When I hear Disco's song now, all I can think about is the Aubrey Edwards (laughs) video that we watched. And I'm like, I kind of like the song now, just for that reason. I'm I'm going to go back. You know what we've never brought up on on this show (laughs) is the picture that went viral of her looking like Matt Riddle and said... To AEW, so like like we on a plane Matt, or something like that. We have Matt Riddle at home. Fucking, yeah, but also like, yo, it's funny that like the things we say, man. She she looks like Mrs. Ed. The teeth, Mr. Ed. We, yeah, we've Joe. already talked about that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm saying that picture really, really. She should smile less. Bitch got out the car looking like Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Jan <Janet> Jackson <laughs> <laughs> Body shaming 
Uh, so yeah, next we get Nash to the ring. Says, I saw Hall backstage stagger around as usual. He's touched my last word, nerve. Come on out here, Scott Hall. It's last call. Hall naturally staggers out with a drink and says, hey, you want to fight me? I'll fight you. Not down, not here, down there. Down where? Down here. You want to fight, pal? And does the suck it <laughs> gesture. This was crazy because Nash, Nash chases him to the back and Hall was moving pretty fucking fast for a drunk because he was ahead of Nash for a while. Hall was ahead of Nash. He's a seasoned vet. And then they show... <laughs> and... They show a limo pulling away with Hall sticking out of the window, taunting him, and Nash almost pit maneuvering him in his Cadillac. Yep. Okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I. Hey, it was a it was a funny moment to watch. Nash you get Jericho. I thought some- Nash was going to bite it running. By the way, I really thought he was going to clip the limo for a second there and literally pit maneuver it. That would have been impressive to see. Um. Jericho versus Raven for the TV title. Uh, Raven, uh, commentary puts over, Raven's been on a downward spiral after the flock broke up. And Jericho reverses the even flow into a lion tamer for the win. Walls, sorry. Not lion tamer. Oh, yeah, lion tamer. Walls of Limer ta- lion tamer. Yes, yes, obviously. Hour three, again, thank God. Gene's in the ring with Rick Steiner, and God fucking damn it. No, wait, not Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, my, my bad, my bad. Everything's mushing together. I knew right what now. this was a couple of weeks ago when you brought this up. Fuck. And you're like, what the fuck? I don't know what this is. Go ahead. It's fucking Chucky. The laughter that we've been hearing, the <laughs> in the background, and it's because they're promoting Bride of Chucky. <sighs> Best line was... <laughs> Rick Steiner, blah, 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 whatever. He's like, I'm doing movies with Jennifer Tilly. No, 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 no. I'm doing love scenes with Jennifer Tilly yeah. is what he said. <laughs> well, yeah. lucky, lucky doll. Yeah. And then after that, it's a QVC ad with Diamond Dallas Page. Fucking great. Bischoff comes to the ring. He's pissed off. He runs down the owner of the United Center. Doesn't want Flair here. He tells Dillinger and Dylan to come out. I'm going to crash their party. I want him now. Dillinger leads the way, but uh, security won't let Bischoff in the suite, so the owner comes to the door and he's like, listen, I tried to be nice to you. Security ends up dragging Bischoff out. They get him on the floor. Flair taunts him, and they take him out of the building and throw his ass into a cop car. They're really... You notice You notice since Austin, they're transitioning Bischoff into this fucking role. They're doing the whole McMahon... Awesome mm-hmm. thing on their own end. Now we got the cop involved, just like a couple weeks back. The you ain't getting rid of me by a long shot. Now this, yeah, it's <laughs> eighty-two weeks. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to do that, but you can't <laughs> take the swearing. You got to do yeah. the you know you what. Know what? Well, Eddie was a Christian. It could just be that, you know. So next, you get... <laughs> didn't say no to drugs or alcohol, but all right. <laughs> Don't look for consistency in religion, okay? Giant versus Goldberg have a no-DQ match, and it's exactly what you expect it to be. Stevie Ray attacks Goldberg with a chair. Goldberg no-sells it and just drops him. Then Page comes out. He makes a save. He hits a cutter on Stevie. Giant sets up DDP for a choke slam, but Goldberg spears him. Goldberg wins by countout. He's now 150-0. and 
Talk about inflating numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another thing that fucking he copied from WWF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Sting Warrior. And Tony versus... Khan is taking from both companies. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Shit. Uh, Sting and Warrior versus Bret Hart and Hogan. As expected, Sting does all the work here. Warrior's the hot tag. Uh, the black and white run in to make the save for Hogan. The giant holds Warrior. Hogan lays in a few punches. Ring fills with smoke. And I don't know what happened here. I don't know why the ring filled with smoke. Well, right, because, well, what I think was supposed to happen was the ring would fill with smoke. Warrior would crawl out of the ring and go under the ring. Instead, what happened was before the ring filled with smoke, Warrior just went to the floor and then kind of just we laid there. We watched him roll out. And kind of just laid there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like can the see NWS you, right? pointing at him. They're like, they're, they're literally just pointing. I'm like, he's right there. He's right there. Sting comes in with the bat cleans house and warrior chases the black and white up the ramp with Hogan's belt. Good night, folks. Oh my God. It was really funny. I, I rewound it. Cause I go, wait a second. Why did that smoke go in the ring? I'm like, was there a reason behind this? I'm like, Oh shit. He got out too early. I think he should have stayed in there for an extra second. That was oh, awesome. He got out early. That's for damn sure. Uh, uh, Raw took it definitely for yeah show of the day. Yeah. Um, but Nitro was very very close, and I think they came. Like, the reason they're not in first is um, maybe just that Chucky segment or all of the show. Yeah. How about that? I was a Chucky fan of the first couple movies. Gave up after Bride of Chucky. Then they had the spawn of Chucky or whatever it was. It was like a miniature version of him and the Jennifer Tilly chick. Love scenes with Jennifer with Jennifer. Yeah, I mean, oh, especially the one where she just screams the whole time. Yeah, the one we just talked about. Uh, getaway. The getaway, yeah. Don't forget also. <laughs> wait. 137? Yeah. In your bra. (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing as a weaker sex. Can't forget about that. (laughs) How do you... That's that's inconclusive. There's no way to know that that is even... Oh my God, you're such a better lover than my husband. (laughs) Liar, liar has its perks. It's a good movie. Hey. Wow, transitions, that's just sometimes our thing. There we go. You know, our our movie of the week topic took its own turn a couple of weeks back with your list and my list, so together we had... Like probably 70, 80 movies all together with our honorable mentions. But right before that, we brought up a couple of movies. And this is one of the very first ones. And we've made a couple of hints towards it, actually. One today. I actually had a couple. Or you, we both had a couple. Uh, we've referenced it a couple of times, especially because of what you brought up earlier. Big Guns. ACDC. One of the best songs on the soundtrack. And... Or actually, one of the best songs by ACDC, really. <laughs> and what we're talking about is, well, one of the best movies by Arnold Schwar- Schwarzenegger. Honestly, no, not really. 
We're talking about Last Action Hero. <sighs> All right. There's a lot to uncover in this. Everything from, like, the boss being your typical pissed-off uh, police officer boss and give me your badge, but to a better degree, um, which I always like. But the whole aspect is this Danny Madigan kid is hanging with this pedophile who works at a movie theater. <laughs> not really. That's not come really on, man. the plot. <laughs> not really, but come on. You can't tell me he's not like Herbert in uh, Family Guy. Get your fetish over here. <laughs> you got to stretch those creamy hamstrings. <laughs> but... Uh, it's the old guy that's in a lot of movies. He's in uh, Great Outdoors and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. But this guy, uh, he is, there's a, the, the movie is Jack, uh, what am I, why am I losing? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on it too. Did you end up watching it? Let me ask. You. I did not. I thought I had it and it's not on any of my streaming, so I didn't. But I'm vaguely, I, I think I can pull from it. Jack good. Slater. Jack Slater, yeah. Jack Slater. And he uh-huh. was watching Jack Slater uh-huh. 3 yeah, 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 yeah. in the theater. And then number four is about to come out. And he goes, I'll, I'm doing a screening, a test screening tonight at midnight. Yeah, okay. You can't tell me that guy's not a fucking pedophile, okay? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> New York City. And I'll give you popcorn. <laughs> I know. All right. And this kid, yeah, he's living in the middle of like, like Queens or something, you know, and he's going, uh, you know. To this theater, and he, his mom is a single mother, and he ends up getting robbed by this this one dude. Throws the fucking cuff key down the toilet, and he gets himself out. Still goes to the movie though. Sure does. And as yeah, and the pedophile hands him a ticket and says, "This magic ticket was given to me by uh, it was handed Houdini. to my dad and handed to me Houdini. That's right. And now it's yours." He hands it to him, and as he rips it, you see the gold, uh, fairy dust kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes into the theater, and all of a sudden, that ticket's coming alive, and it's fucking hysterical. That's where the Megadeth song plays. That that's the one. And so we're watching the movie, and it's funny because it the the movie scenes obviously take on their own characters. You know what I mean? So it, it's in this kid knows the storyline. And it's funny because what I brought up earlier is where they tell his second favorite uncle or se- second ki- favorite cousin, Frank, yeah. uh, <laughs> that the two mobs are joining forces so that when he shows up there and he blows him up with the house, right? And he has the, the number five, four, three, two, one. He runs out. Yeah. And they do a quick little nod to Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. The black cop is in the in the tree. And why I say him is because it's to be Danny Glover. He goes, four days till retirement. And you hear, Fucking great. But then he's chasing the bad guys. And this is where he shoots at a stick of dynamite. And it now goes into the theater, and Danny sees it, throws his popcorn on it, runs away, and all of a sudden, he's in the back of Jack Slater's car. And 
it's just fucking hysterical how many times he's trying to get him to understand things like I know about this <laughs> stuff. And he's like, you can't trust that guy. Or uh, he was an Amadeus. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of my favorite parts is, all right, let's go to Blockbuster right now. And they go through. Yeah. And the, vi- the, the Terminator. picture of Terminator 2 is uh, Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone. I think it's his what best work. Hey, it was a- <laughs> <laughs> he was a- <laughs> You were in a movie? Yes. It starred you. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's the So then you have the, the one villain with the glass eye, which yep, is... That he, that he can change out. Yep. Yeah, it is really funny watching you right now just swat in the air. Dude, they're... Are you trying to get a, a clap going, like a concert clap? Like, everybody, come on! Are you tweaking out? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's all. Uh, but the villain with the eye, I like it when he, every time he changes it and they end up yep. being bombs, things like that. But then you end up meeting his daughter. Daughter, yeah. Who is Bridget Nielsen. Somebody who, who was in a few movies never really made it. Right. Bombshell. Bombshell actually, for sure. Actually, one of the movies I liked her in, you ever seen the movie uh, Love Stinks with French Stewart? No. <laughs> it's kind of a funny one. But so, yeah, he's in love with this chick. And she opens the door and she is in a fraternity thing and she's supposed to kiss the guy that comes to the door and ends up kissing him. But then, oh my God, the, <laughs> the fight sequence where they show up to try and beat her up and everything. Yeah. And the they end up throwing, yep, they end up throwing the money into. Uh, the thing, and he ends up seeing it, the, the red smoke coming through, so he knows something's going on. Right. Uh, Schwarzenegger, that is. Just, it's really fucking hysterical. Everything with There's it. There's the whole fight scene at the in the the bad guys the are on the house with the guns. No, at the house, and the doorbell rings, and they open, the, the guys open it, they've got the guns pointed at him, and it's the kid that she was supposed to kiss. That's who it is, <laughs> yep. The... Funny part um, is when they end up going to the hotel or whatever it is for the funeral, and they're all on the rooftop. Yep. Not only is it hysterical that everybody, include like an 80-year-old lady, pull out goddamn uh, Uzis. (laughs) But the whole jumping on the ball of the crane... And then landing in the oil pit. Tar pits. And that's yeah. where the bomb goes and it doesn't go off. Or it does go off. It does go off. It just doesn't. The tar keeps it, the, the gas from expanding. Yep. It expands, but it doesn't break. So it just goes and all because, the surface. And because he's still trying to be a uh, an action star, he's got to do his lines. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's like, silent but deadly. <laughs> Oh, the best part is then he just he takes out like a piece of paper towel and he wipes all the tar off of himself. <laughs> that was the part. Is that we, and then all of a sudden his daughter shows up and goes, "Hey, Dad, I thought you need an extra fresh fresh set of clothes." And he's yeah, like a paper towel. Not one drip of fucking oil is even on him anymore. <laughs> Hysterical. And but the biggest thing is the they not only does uh, the glass eye guy figure out that he that. 
this Danny kid has come through from the real world into this universe. He ends up doing a little bit of visiting of his own and finding people and gets the, uh, what's the Reaper looking guy? Uh, Jack it's the death. Reaper. It's, no, it's death. It's death. No, I'm talking about the guy that kills his kid. Oh, the Ripper from uh, from the movie from the movies. Yes, yes, from the first exactly. Or second yep. movie. Yep, kills his son. Yep, yep. Um, but then, yes, then also death, and I, I love when death shows up at the end. The that you can take anyone you want, but this one stays. <laughs> uh, but the oh shit, where was I going with this? The um, so the whole thing is they ends up recreating the whole thing, and he's like. Danny is now playing the part of the kid that dies. Right. Yep. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and then after he goes through all that, I like when the guy with the glass eyes like telling him, he's like, I could go to this movie and do this. I could do that. And he's like, what have Rosemary's baby? How he says it every time is how every time I hear Rosemary's baby is how I say it because of him. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a very underrated gem. I think last it's, action hero It's fun. Is. It's just pure fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's it's just it's just It mocks fun. everything. Yeah, it, it 100% it does. It mocks the cinema world. And here's the thing. Here's some names in this movie. So there's two things about this. So let's let's go over some names here. I made the reference with Amadeus earlier. F. Murray Abraham is in this movie. Mm-hmm. John Practice. Yep, John Practice. Yep. That's right. Practice uh, makes perfect. That's oh wait, right. hey, how do you get, how to, do you Carnegie get to Carnegie Hall? Hall, yeah. <laughs> Practice in a your body best bag or... if you don't let him go. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Italian gangster at the beginning uh, that the the one eyed man is working for is Anthony Quinn, uh, who was in Lawrence of Arabia. And that's I'm the guy I was talking about. He's like, he actually thinks that we're having the two mobs go together. <laughs> and he always says stupid th- He says things wrong. Well, he says, he's like, it's he's going like, to be as easy as cake. Yeah. And he's like, as pie, you Sicilian smuck. Or, <laughs> well, schmuck. well, he says, the, the one right before uh, the one-eyed man kills him, he says, uh, you know, what, you, you do a 360 on me. It's 180, you dumb bastard. If you did a 360, <laughs> you'd be looking at me again. What? He goes, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, and then kills him. <laughs> great line, great line. But uh, yeah, uh, Death is played by Sir Ian McKellen, who played yeah. that role in the movies back in the day, that original movie. Yep. Um, and then cameos from Jim Belushi and Chevy Chase. That's right, at the actor's at thing. At the premiere. Oh, and uh, um, MC Hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's done, right? Jack well, Slater 5, right? The soundtrack. We got so, it, right? Which so is funny because en- he had just did, I think, the Adam's Family 2. I think so, uh, yeah. Adam's Family value on the. That's hysterical. So the best part is, uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Slater gets shot, and he's in the real world, so he's legit fucked up. They get him in an ambulance in there, and Danny's in there with him. You know, he's coughing. They're, tr- they're really dramatic. They're spitting blood into the into the oxygen mask and everything. Yep. He's like, he's got to go home. He's got to go home to where this is just a flesh wound. And the paramedics are like, kid, shut the fuck up. He's dying. <laughs> so Danny pulls a fucking gun out and is like, bring him to the theater. <laughs> so they get him to the theater. He gets back through the screen. He says no, goodbye. No, no. They all jump out. He has to now drive the fucking oh, van yeah, on okay. his own to get him to the theater. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he crashes into the theater. Yep. So, so they get him and he gets back into the movie world and... The cops, and he's in the cop station and, you know, in the movie world. And they all rally. They all bring him to the wall. 
Well, before that, also, Danny goes running and does a running drop kick at that ticket box. Oh, because he had to, to break it. Like, because because the, the other one got burned up or went into the sewer or something. Something happened. Something in the with, half that, with that the he glass had, eye guy. So he had to get the other half out of the ticket box that was in the theater. Yes. Yep. So he did a nice. But yeah, he's back kick. in the real world. He even sees the, the movie world. Yep. Walking, talking cat or the whatever cat that's cop. a uh, <laughs> uh, cop as well. And he's like, there's a cat here that's a cop. He goes, he's one of our best. You know how many arrests he had last month? <laughs> so they get so they get him back in there, and the cops are all tending to him. Doc comes in, he goes, what the fuck, Slater? This is just a flesh wound. <laughs> I love when he punches the car window. Damn it, that really that hurt. Really hurt. <laughs> yeah. They play chicken. That chicken. one. God damn it! That hurt. Yeah, that was a great scene too, because there was like no music. It was just the cars go and boom, and the kid jumps and he fucking runs after him. Well, because it's callback to the beginning of the movie where those guys are chasing him and they're, they go to do a chicken, and the one guy flies off and flies into an ice cream truck thing and has a cone. The cone in the back of his nose. Like they explodes yeah. and hits him back. It's the same guy. From Die Hard, where they're about to shoot the cops, he stops at the movie stand and he starts eating a candy bar. It's the same guy. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Holy shit. That, and I love that. That's hysterical. He just looks over, puts a gun down, and starts grabbing yeah. the candy bar. <laughs> the uh, I, One of my favorite things is obviously how Danny's trying to prove to him that you're not he doesn't actually call him Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, he's like, you're just not right. Jack Slater. Yes, yes. And it's funny because he ends up running into the real Arnold at one point for a second at uh, the premiere. But yeah, I cause... love when, in the beginning, when he or towards the beginning when he meets the mother, he goes, "Hello, I'm Arnold Braunschweiger." <laughs> <laughs> but while he's taking him around and trying to show him shit, he walks away. He goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'll be." back ha you didn't know i was gonna say that did you <laughs> you always say it i do it it pokes fun at everything possible i thought it was it, for, for him doing that at that era of his career that's like 94 is when that came out i i like that well, he did it yeah oh 100 and the best part is this is one of the better movie soundtracks this is one of my all-time favorites yeah there's a couple else and chain songs on there what the hell have i is a really good one def leppard does a song Tesla does a song. Uh, we already mentioned ACDC. They use a uh, orcus- orchestral version done by Michael Kamen of Dream On by Aerosmith. Yep. That's really good. Uh, Queensryche has a song. They use Cock the Hammer by Cypress Hill. Anthrax has a song. And motherfucking Fishbone's got a song on this album. Yeah. And it's great because he every time a lot of the music comes in, it's him putting the cassette in his car. And it's and, the weird, it's like the, it was a new in. technology that never got adapted. It was like the MIDI cassettes or something like that. Exactly. Yep. yep. Um, almost like, an, like a mini eight track, if you will, kind of thing. Like yeah, almost like the, the cassettes they use in the voice recorders. It was really tiny cassettes. Exactly. So, something like that, yeah. I like it. I thought it was a great movie. Fucking fantastic. Uh, I'm glad movie. It'll be, I, we talked about it because I wanted to revisit it anyway. So if you haven't watched it in a while, and I know obviously we did some spoiling to it, but I mean, it's... Uh, just a know, fun movie. Fucking thirty plus years old. old now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Crawl man, out of your cave and watch it. Great. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Just a flesh wound. 
<laughs> oh my god, there was something. Oh, 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 the cameo, the quick cameo. You, you were talking about people in it when he's walking in the station. He sees like the woman, this and that. Oh, and then he sees the dude from uh, Terminator Two, T two thousand or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Robert Patrick, yeah. I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah, was, just everything you could do to poke fun in the movie, man. I thought it yep. was just really, really good. Well, next week we're back. Won't be a movie, but we got a a top topic, and that's up to you, my man. Because guess what? <laughs> it's called Joe Go Solo or something. I don't know. Whatever you guys poetry. call it. <laughs> You should just record, you know, like uh, both things. Be two characters and do interview yourself. You know what I mean? Just I'm just gonna fart on a snare drum. Show. <laughs> well, three months if they behave themselves. I that's something else we gotta visit. Have we ever? Oh, I, think I think we only we did have. quotes for Airheads. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Yeah. Well, hope you all have a great week. Enjoy whatever crap Tony put on last night. And, uh, oh, God, one last thing I got to say. Memes, again, wrestling community can be very funny. When they're like, well, you, you see that he's up in his ante and calling it Title Tuesday. And it's like, well, WWE is doing uh, uh, Cena and all this. And it's like they're going back and forth. And it said Tony Khan, Beyonce, going to be on Dynamite on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's probably just going to be a letdown, unfortunately. Probably. (laughs) My bad. It'll be a letdown. But you know what's not going to be a letdown? This show, hopefully, next week, when you're solo. Hey, I always bid you farewell because I'm the professor. He leaves you five words because he's ODM. Subtle mind, you know what. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. I'm two for two. This is going to be a long day. Take 44. <laughs> Tell the wife you're not making it to dinner. Yeah, mom. Yeah, I'm not going to be home for supper. <laughs> yeah, no, you go on without me.
I love you too. So who are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Citizens. That's not how you fucking spell citizens. Are you fucking retarded? <laughs>